You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of Spotlight. I know there's things you cannot tell me, but I also know there's a story here, and I think everybody will hear about it. Do you think your paper has the resources to take that on? I do. Do you? The Boston priests molested kids in six different parishes over the last 30 years. The church found out about it and did nothing. We haven't committed any long-term investigative resources to the case. No, we haven't. And that's the kind of thing your team would do. Spotlight. Guys, listen. Everybody's going to be interested in this. Obviously, the church will fight us very hard. Trying to get some background information. I don't want you recording this in any way, shape, or form. Nothing. We understand you've settled several cases against the church. I can't discuss that. There aren't any records of any of these settlements. Nope. When you're a poor kid from a poor family, and when a priest pays attention to you, it's a big deal. How do you say no to God? Spotlight. This is the tip line. You think he's got something? I want to keep digging. We need to focus on the institution. Show me that it came from the top down. Try to silence anyone who speaks out. You leave me alone, you hear me, goddammit? Six percent act out sexually. Six percent is ninety. Ninety priests. If there were ninety of these bastards, people would know. Maybe they do. You're going to give me the names and the names of their victims. Are you threatening me? I was doing my job. Yeah, you and everyone else. I am here because I care. We're going to tell this story. We're going to tell it right. I can't believe it. We can keep this between us until we all get on the same page. Is that why we're here, to get on the same page? We've got two stories here. A story about degenerate clergy, and a story about a bunch of lawyers turning child abuse into a cottage industry. Which story do you want us to write? Because we're writing one of them. I'm not crazy. They control everything. This is not just Boston. It's a whole country. It's a whole world. They knew! It could have been you. It could have been me. It could have been any of us. All right, everyone. You were just listening to the trailer for Spotlight. And the story is as follows. In 2001, editor Marty Barron of the Boston Globe assigns a team of journalists to investigate allegations against John Geegan an unfrocked priest accused of molesting more than 80 boys. Led by editor Walter Robbie Robinson, reporters Michael Resendez, Matt Carroll, and Sasha Pfeiffer, They interview victims and try to unseal sensitive documents. The reporters make it their mission to provide proof of a cover-up of sexual abuse within the Roman Catholic Church. The film is starring Michael Keaton, Mark Ruffalo, Rachel McAdams, Liev Schreiber, John Slattery, Stanley Tucci. It is directed and written by Tom McCarthy and co-written by Josh Singer. Joining me for this... Patreon-exclusive 2015 Retrospective Podcast Review, I have Josh Parham. Hello, hello. Dan Bayer. It's time. It is time. Oh, my God. It's finally time. (laughs) (laughs) We're here. Oh, man. And also, we're not alone. Patreon supporters are joining us for this episode. Hailing over from the shores of Gold Derby, I have Jeffrey Kerr. Hi. And also Charles Bright. You and who else are doing that job? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
Oh, man. Are we going to just, like, you know, quote the movie throughout the entire podcast here? Is that what's going to happen? Yes, the most quotable movie about journalism and molestation since I don't know when. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (sighs) How do you say no to God and to the Next Best Picture podcast? I I don't know. All right, we're done. I like that one. (laughs) (laughs) We're done with quoting Spotlight and tying it into our show. Hey, everyone, thank you so much. This is a Best Picture winner that we are discussing here. I'm sure a lot of you have been waiting to hear what the Next Best Picture team thinks about Spotlight. It is a film that in the year in which it came out, Premiered at the Venice Film Festival, made its rounds through Telluride, through TIFF, and then just pretty much won the hearts of every single film journalist and film critic out there. Gee, I wonder why that might be. (laughs) But let's find out. Let's dig deep into what we all think about the movie. I'm going to pass it off first to one of our Patreon supporters here and one of our guests. Charles, it's your first time on the show. What did you ultimately think of Spotlight? Oh, God, I love this movie so much. I saw it, uh, it premiered at the uh, uh, Middleburg Film Festival. It was my first time going to the film festival. It was their opening night movie. And I had been hearing about this movie for a while. Its subject is something that I was really interested in. And it just blew me away. Just blew me away. Uh, I love the way it's told it. It it does a great job of, you know, of, of illustrating everything, but not hitting you over the head with it. And it it's it tells a story about journalism. It tells a story about about taking on an immense power structure. And it's something incredible. All right. All right. Jeffrey, passing it off to you now. What did you think of Spotlight? Well, yeah, I remember hearing about this film, especially the buzz leading up from when the trailer dropped to the buzz it got from the festivals, that, you know, it sounded like, you know, that might just be our next best picture winner, uh, no pun intended. But, yeah, I remember, you know, I, it took me a while, but I finally saw it. And, yeah, I was definitely very impressed by it. I mean, it may be very subdued, but it's very effective the way Tom McCarthy directs this movie. I mean, it really plays more like a documentary than an actual movie in a great way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dan, what about yourself? <laughs> oh, boy, there's laughter. It's all right. <laughs> Just all right. Okay. All right. We're going to get into it here, it seems. Uh, Dan, what makes Spotlight just all right? I Look, um, this is one of those movies that I kind of respect more than I like. Um, I think it makes an admirable choice in taking, you know, trying to exemplify the characteristics of its main characters and sort of keeping itself, you know, low-key and focused and straightforward but i find for a movie where we already know the outcome of the story and i every you know back when i saw it in 2015 and just now when i rewatched it i kept thinking of other movies that were similar and how they still managed to inject this feeling of suspense and urgency and interest that this movie in for long stretches lacks. Um, I, I, I respect the movie. I love Tom McCarthy. I respect a lot of what he did here, but I don't much love this movie. And I think especially in 2015, it's kind of, you know, it 
it's good. It's solid. It's workmanlike. It it doesn't inspire anything anything out of me just then. That's a movie. Okay. All right. Josh Parm, what about you? Well, I would actually say just one thing to Dan is that I do kind of understand that idea of like workmanlike uh, approach with this film. And I think that when I first walked into it, that sort of was the vibe I was getting. And even though I am also a big fan of Tom McCarthy, this is much more like procedural than he usually does. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that, you don't really get some of the great character work sometimes that you find in his films. But at the same time, at the end of the day, I came out of this movie really liking it. I think that even though it does have a very kind of familiar structure to it, it is applied in such a, I just think, really solidly good, uh, thoroughly um, just altogether executed way that I just found very engaging. And because I think especially those performances are so strong, that is what really guided me through it so i do consider it one of the best films of 2015 it's not it in like the top range of my list but but i do think it is a pretty good achievement of the year and in what might be one of my hotter takes in recent memory (laughs) i am actually a lot like dan in regards to spotlight especially on my most recent rewatch of it i think in 2015 when i saw it A part of me felt like I was just supposed to like it because that's what everybody liked and I needed to toe the line. And I did like it. Don't get me wrong. But it felt like everyone was saying this is the best film of the year. It's the number one movie of the year. It's going to win Best Picture. Like there was like this rousing push for it from the film critic community. And when I finally did get a chance to see it upon its release in uh, November of 2015, I just had this feeling of that's it and yes there are good performances i would argue though that they are not the strongest characters and what this movie does do is it leans very heavily on its plot more than its characters to tell its story i find and as a result i find myself actually being a little disengaged from it in fact You know, initially speaking, when the movie first starts with its uh, 1976 open and you see a priest kind of get off uh, scot-free, as it were, at the uh, Boston police station for um, Father uh, Gagan, it kind of just throws you in. And the movie does that with casually just tossing around people's names, almost acting like the audience is supposed to already know the story. And I find it very, very tough initially in the very beginning to kind of follow along with it and while josh i can respect that it's a solidly crafted film i can't go so far as to say it's one of the best crafted films and as a result to me it's it's exactly that it's a solid movie uh great writing i think that's probably its best quality is that it has great writing and it's got uh good performances from everyone but i don't think anyone ever really stands out and gives like a 
wow, that really blew me away type level performance. Ooh, this is one of those <laughs> this is one of those things where I would give them like a SAG ensemble nomination, but I wouldn't give anyone individual nominations. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt kind of all season long, actually. So we'll get into the awards bit at the very end and we'll discuss the uh, nominations it did receive for the supporting categories. But right now I'm interested in definitely breaking the film down. So Let's let's do this. Uh, Dan and I just brought up uh, a couple of different criticisms. There is is there anyone that wants to challenge us on those points? I will. <laughs> I'll go ahead, Charlie. Go ahead. <laughs> um, uh, I think the performances are really strong, but I I think one thing about this is that it's I think the thing that resonates more about the film for me is what it's say it's one of those very timely films where even though it's it's something that can be fascinating to learn about what they these people at the Boston Globe were doing uh at that time for uh, at any time you're watching it but to but having it made right in, at that time in 2015 um newspapers are continuing to decline now um they're relying more on online content and you're also having to deal with now, you know, the leader of the free world, you know, calling into question everything that we know about truth. I think that that just it, it resonates even more. And with regard to the performances, I thought Keaton was magnificent in this. I thought this showed that, you know, his performance in Birdman was no fluke, that he really does have this great ability and he should continue to uh, getting this kind of work. Oh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't definitely argue that at all. Yeah. In fact, I think Keaton might actually have the most poignant character mm. moment in the entire film yeah. at the very end mm -hmm. when he admits his own level of regret and guilt in helping unbeknownstly or not in a cover up that took place years prior and how he, like a bunch of other people, kind of turned a blind eye towards the institution that is the Roman Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. I, I think all of that is very, very powerful. And all the stuff that you're talking about in terms of what um, investigative journalism does stand for right now and how this movie kind of in a very, very last minute, right before it came under heavy fire from the current administration, uh, really rallied together to tell the world, hey, Hard journalism really matters. Getting to the truth really matters. Here is a movie that shows all of the hard work, literally from a day-to-day -day perspective of what it takes to actually get the truth out there. That is very powerful. What happens to these victims, uh, or rather, I'm sorry, as they're referred to in the movie as survivors, very powerful. It's all very powerful, but it's, it's, it's a lot of plot. And I don't feel that these individual characters, like I said, outside of Keaton's big reveal at the very end, I don't feel that these characters were interesting enough to carry me along uh, this story filled with these grandiose, poignant, very emotionally powerful points. Well, there yeah. are, are some other ones that I just wanted to quickly uh, mention. I thought uh, Stanley Tucci was uh, unbelievably magnificent in this movie. Mm. And uh, mm. one other person that I, wanted in, that I want to single out here is a man named Michael Cyril Crichton, um, yeah. who plays the gay uh, survivor who's interviewed oh. by Rachel McAdams. He's great. Great, great he performance. So, oh, great. God, your heart just 
breaks. Very convincing, very authentic. But, but that's the, the thing for me. The the actors in those one or two scene survivors, um, the, those were the performances that really resonated with me this time around. Even Billy Crudup, who's in like two, three scenes. I was more interested in those characters than, for lack of a better phrase, the core four, basically, of um, people in the newsroom. Uh, I, you know, that, and they're, they're functional characters, you know, they're there to, and that's, I like, again, like, I like how the script sort of mirrors their real life role as just the vessel to get this story across. That doesn't mean that I like that I think the movie is a great achievement or that I like watching it. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our full review of the 2015 Best Picture winner, Spotlight, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full review, head on over to our Patreon page, type in Next Best Picture, and subscribe for $1 at minimum for the month. You will get this review and other exclusive podcast content from us as well. Be sure to subscribe to the Next Best Picture podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you once again for listening, as always. And we shall see you all next time. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.